Hey everyone, just a quick note prior to today's show. Our guest today, Mark Mitchell, hosts a podcast called Breaking Through Barriers, Understanding the Pressures of a Student Athlete. I highly recommend that you check it out and we'll have it linked in the episode description below. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Doing Cool Things podcast, a career podcast brought to you by the Knowlton Center for Career Exploration. I'm your host, David Snyder. Thank you for joining today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to uh, the Doing Cool Things podcast. Uh, my name is David Snyder, host of the show. Joined today by Denison Sr., uh, men's golf captain, friend of the pod. I've always wanted to say that, <laughs> so I figured it's a great time for it. Uh, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how are you doing this morning? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, happy to have you on. Yeah. Um, you know, just to get into things really quick, could you uh, introduce yourself, your major, uh, hometown? Uh, fun little question. What did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah. Uh, yeah, name is Mark Mitchell. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, just north of the city. I'm on the golf team. I'm a global commerce major with a concentration in health education and sports studies. And, you know, I always wanted to be a professional baseball player growing up. I was a baseball kid and then turned golf kid. Um, and that was that was really what I wanted to be. And it was obviously a long shot. I mean, that's when I was just such a young kid. Um, obviously, it changed when I was younger. I mean, that changed and, you know, want to be a professional golfer. And then want to work in a golf company and you know that's that's led to some pretty cool things and you know I went through a lot of different changes like I wanted to be an architect at some mm -hmm. point and it's changed but yeah definitely started out as I wanted to be a baseball player that's for the Atlanta Braves then I absolutely I yeah. yes but well, you know as a Cleveland Guardians fan <laughs> the 90s and the Braves kind of hurt my feelings a little bit, but yep. uh, we'll, yep. we'll move past that. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So, <laughs> uh, but you can kind of see this segue as far as, you know, professional sports. And in a sense, that's where you're heading. So yes. uh, would you be able to tell me a little bit more about that cool thing that you're going to be doing post-graduation? Yeah, so I'll be working for Titleist, which is a very big golf company. Mm -hmm. It's the biggest golf company in the world. Very proud to be able to say that. So I will be, the official title is Associate Golf Ball Education and Specialist. And... What I'll be doing is traveling from golf course to golf course in the entire western region, fitting people for golf balls. And it's really unique because it's something that only Titleist has and, you know, no other golf company has it. So while other companies like, you know, Bridgestone, TaylorMade, Callaway, they make golf balls, they are, you know, different companies. Bridgestone's a rubber company. You got TaylorMade and Callaway who are club companies. Mm -hmm. Titleist started as a golf ball company. So it's really cool to be able to see the market share, A, the market share they have, but B, the entire growth that they have in the golf ball market and the things they're doing with it. And this position is something that's really cool, it's unique, and I interned doing something very, very similar last, last summer. And the eyes wide open, like the education experience, that was my biggest takeaway. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'll be able to take into this new position. And, and you know, not only is it educating people I'll be working with, it's, it's getting them into the right equipment. And it can really make a big difference in someone's game. That's excellent. So, uh, I mean, huge fan of Titleist. I, I got a box of Pro V1s yesterday in my Easter basket, mm. so very happy about that. So uh, they received a lot of my money <laughs> over, <laughs> over the you know the course of my lifetime. Yes. Uh, so you talk about that internship. Yeah. Um, you know, what what was your internship? How did you land that internship? What did you learn from it? Um, you know, just tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so it started in, honestly, COVID. Mm -hmm. It uh, Right as soon as we got sent home, there's a alum, his name is Frederick Waddell, 
huge played in the on the nationals team here graduated in 05 and got on a call with him and at the end of the call he said if anyone wants you know wants some help like looking for a job search you know any advice emailed him as soon as that call ended i was like yes definitely got on the phone with him he said there's this internship that was canceled for this year if it's up for next year i'll you'll be the first one to know and then a few months later sent me an email said yep it's on here's where you go and that was it so got landed the interview was two rounds of interviews there and then landed to the position they were gonna put me in uh, dc or mm-hmm. san francisco and that ended up being atlanta so my boss who was actually going to be my boss in this new job she was like yeah position to open up in atlanta we want you there i was like okay i was like kind of looking forward to being across the country but you know, being home is going to be good. I'll save some money, live at home. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. Know a lot of the courses probably in the area. And that was, the region. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things she said. She's like, you know, you know the region, you know a lot of the courses. And I did. It was something that was very familiar to me. And, you know, I was able to plan my own schedule, call the courses. You know, if I was going to a course that was five miles one day, I would schedule a course that was 20 miles the next. Or, you know, I was able to travel out. I was out in Athens and Augusta for a couple weeks and I did those, um, both like the first week of July and then second week of, or the third week of July. So I was able to make my own schedule. And that was something that was really, really beneficial. There were a lot of other reps. There were 25 other interns, I believe. And there was a huge variation between, you know, their reps scheduling their events. But my reps gave me the autonomy to be able to make my own schedule, which was hugely beneficial. And it taught me a lot of lessons and in order, you know, for communication, clarity, efficiency, just all that sorts of good stuff that you just need in that position. It was it was really good. Yeah, getting thrown a little bit in the deep end. Sounds Absolutely. like with plenty of support, but the ability yes. to go out to learn to make mistakes. Yes. Um, you know, hopefully there were very few of those, but, you know, getting the, getting the chance to um, you just be a professional in a yeah. sense as an intern is a, is a huge professional development moment. Yeah, uh, yeah there, was, there was actually one hiccup down in Augusta. There was two golf courses with the same exact name. And one of them was in Augusta. I was going to be down there for a different golf course and get down there. Boss calls me, hey, that was actually the course in Sewanee, which is in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, let's think on our feet here. So I asked my boss, I was like, who is the rep there? Can I do the demo day there anyway? Mm-hmm. And that worked out. So yeah. it was like very, very snap decision, but it worked out. Made the best of it. Yes. You know, just said, hey, this is what's going on. I gonna own it yep make the best out of it yep. you can't you know you take that in the professional world you'll you'll go really far oh, in yeah. that regard oh, yeah. um what's the day-to-day look like then as an intern for titleist uh so you're scheduling meetings you're going to courses mm-hmm. what, what's the client engagement look like what do you do once you're on the course i uh, would love to just get an insight into that day-to-day for the internship or what i'll be doing uh the internship to start yeah so get out there and you know that they really the, the course determines what time they want you there mm-hmm. So say they want you there by 9 o'clock, set up for a 9.30 start. So 9.30 start, you have table, tent, you have a little infographic on the tent, and then we have trays of golf balls. So little two packs of golf balls, which is a sample. So people come up to the tent, and we have a quick conversation. You know, what golf ball do you play now? Why do you play that golf ball? And then give them a little explanation about our product line. I can now say our because okay, I, you're part I'm of in Titleist. Yep. Um, so Tied, team Titleist coffee mug this morning. Yep. Yep. Well, Yeti gave me for the internship, which is sweet. Um, so yeah, they come up to the tent, talk about golf ball they play, what golf ball you know I would recommend them, and I give them a primary and then a secondary recommendation. So say they're playing 
a Pro V1 already, which is a great start. You know, if you're already playing a Titleist, get that. Thanks for being a Loyalist. But say the ball's going a little bit too low. All right, let's get you into Pro V1X. Well, I didn't think I could play Pro V1X. I didn't, have, didn't think I had the swing speed for that. It's not really, it's not about swing speed at all. So if you want the ball to go higher, you're going to play the X, everything like that. So making sure I have the information and, and have that at the tip of my tongue, top of my brain, to make sure that I'm able to convey that information to everyone and have mm -hmm. them fully understand it. So I would have anywhere between 30 to 120 conversations a day, just based on traffic, how many people will come up to the tent, anything like that. And then set up, set down, sorry, tear down the set, and then hopefully they tell me I can play the golf course, and then I play the golf course and go home. Yeah, pretty good day right there. Yes. 120 clients potentially in a day. That's a lot of conversations, biggest, a lot of information to have. The biggest one was 135. 135, wow. It was... A day where it was supposed to be, you know, just your typical run of the day. I get there. They're like, yeah, we actually have two waves of 70 people. So I ended up being there for six hours instead of my typical four. And it was it was a lot, but managed it. It was one of those you give a class to people. So you have 20 people up at a tent, run these yeah. 20 people through the line of golf balls. And then they come up and say, this is my golf ball. I'm like, all right, here you go. That's it. That's great. Yeah. So so how will this be different than as you transition into a full-time role? So I will be talking to much, much, a uh, much smaller amount of players. I'll be talking to four players a day, spending really? two hours with them deciding what golf ball. So mm -hmm. piece of really great equipment called TrackMan. It's this little device that measures every type of number you could ever imagine for a golf ball, like club data, ball data, spin, trajectory, anything you can imagine so first have a conversation about them same type of conversation i was mentioning earlier mm -hmm. then get track mandate on the range and then you take the primary recommendation the secondary recommendation take them out of the golf course and you do what titleist has is the green to t evaluation so have them putt some chip pitch work all the way back to your long game see which one you like to feel flight stopping power all like that so it's your two hours with with one golfer depending on you know, trying to find which golf ball is right for their game. Yeah. For those that maybe aren't so golf inclined, <laughs> uh, that might, you know, just be heading to, you know, Target to pick up a dozen golf balls anytime they need them. Why is this important to the business? Why is this something that requires so much in-depth uh, knowledge, something that requires um, an in-depth skill set? And, you know, why, why has Titleist kind of prioritized that as something that's a major part of their business? Yeah, so Titleist makes eight different golf balls. So... Within those, you have a lot of different types of golf balls. You have ones that you're going to get the most out of it. So that top-line golf ball, same with every other company. They make urethane golf balls with the urethane cover. That's the Pro V1 typical ones. That's the one where you're going to get the most stopping power. You're going to have the most amount of forgiveness once you get to the greens. And then you move down the line, and really a lot of it comes down to price, but a lot of it comes down to you know, how consistent of a golf ball it is. And that's where Titleist sets their self apart from everyone else is the consistency in manufacturing. So the biggest thing is, is really what you want out of the golf ball. You want the most amount of performance. You're really trying to take your game to the next level. You're going to want to get into that top, top line golf ball. Even though it is more expensive, you're going to see the results. Yeah. And it's, so it sounds like, you know, for something that might be relevant to another business, right? You've got a product, you're just mm -hmm. trying to get the consumer and the thing that's going to help them meet their goals, meet right. their needs. Right. So, I mean, it's just the product that's different necessarily from the skill set, the sales skill set around around other, you know, industries, around other companies, things like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, um, 
that job itself. Mm-hmm. How did you get it? How did you land that job? Yeah, so, I mean, it started with the internship, right? So I was really thrilled with how it went. I thought the travel piece was something that I loved. Yeah. And, you know, going places to wear the Titleist badge, to be that ambassador, to be potentially the only Titleist brand person a player would ever see in their lives. Like Wearing that felt so cool to me, especially as someone who has grown up playing Titleist. Just having that name, being that that person was, was huge for me. Yeah, the logo, so I, it's iconic. It is, it is. It's that script from, from the 1920s, and, and it's something that has withstood the test of time, and it's something that I just felt really proud to wear. And I knew I wanted definitely a position in the company, and, and if there were to be a case where I could land the golf ball specialist mm-hmm. position, like that's that's what I'd want. Mm-hmm. And fortunate enough to have that all work out. I mean, I submitted my application on January 13th and then heard back a couple weeks later. And at that time, I had submitted a lot of other applications within the company. And I, I you know, one of the things I changed is definitely putting my eggs in one basket. I trended to that definitely a little too much. Sure. I felt very confident in my ability to get into the stages of, of the application process with Titleist and was able to, I mean, there were, I think I applied to six or seven different positions within the company and the associate golf ball one just really stuck out. So um, a person by the name of Mike Rich, who's gonna be a, a separate boss of Taylor and Mike, those are gonna be my bosses. Mike I had talked to previously, you know, throughout the internship, at the end of the internship and someone I had reached out to in order to try to find the right fit for me he was someone that really helped me throughout the process. So ended up hearing back from him early Feb, and then that really led to the beginning of, of the process. So had my initial interviews with, with both Mike and Taylor um, that week, like just after that week, and then that led to another two-week time span where I, that was a waiting process, you know, weed out the applications, applicants, and then had a call with, with I think it's VP of Marketing, Jeremy Stone, mm-hmm. um, two weeks after that. And then two weeks after that, the offer was extended. It's a pretty intense process. A it lot was. of a lot of steps. It was. That's, yeah. uh, what, but you have a pretty cool story as far as like when you got the actual offer. Can yes. you share that? It was... Oh, right. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just remembering. <laughs> the, the Instagram photo. Yes, the Instagram <laughs> photo. Right. So I was headed out to golf practice. <laughs> And I was hoping for some sort of email. I knew that my boss, my, my now boss, my was, you know, this is, this is the timeline we're looking at after you have this call with Jeremy, two week span. Great, looking for an email at, at any point in that three day span. Just constant refreshing. Constant refresh. <laughs> and practice starts at three. My teammate and I pull up to the golf course at 2.45 pull up my phone, email from Mike Rich saying, let me know if you have time for a call. And me, obviously, we have practiced until 5.30 or 6 o'clock that day, so that's yep. after 5 o'clock, after you, know, you have no idea. So emailed back really quick, said, I've got 15 minutes or 10 minutes until practice. I'm free to talk now. Email back, he get an email back immediately from Mike, said, call my cell. Yep. Call the cell. First thing he said was, Mark, first thing I want to say, would love to extend this offer to you. Um, you've been outstanding throughout the entire process and, and think you're going to be a great part of the team. So, and at that, first see. 
It was, yeah. Getting I mean, the, you know, to be a little cliche, that get, heading out to the first tee of your, you know, your career in a sense. Yes. It was all very serendipitous. Yeah. <laughs> I had my coach and a couple teammates on the practice screen, and I had walked like 50 yards the other way and had my arm up in the air celebrating. My coach yeah. was out there. She was like, "What's the result?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> um, so that was that was sweet. That was really really cool. Yeah. That uh, it's so cool. <laughs> you know, you you on the golf course getting an offer from a golf company. Yeah. Uh, you can't write that one up. People no. would think it was fake if you wrote that up. So that's, that's <laughs> awesome. So, what are you looking forward to the most about this? You know, transition into the into this full time job, into you know moving out west. What what's what do you just find exciting about the whole process? Yeah, I'd say two things. I think the first thing is wearing that badge. Being an ambassador for the company is something that just, it just does mean a lot to me. You know, being that person, you know, you see week in and week out, Jordan Spieth won RBC Heritage on this week, playing Titleist. It, it just happens a lot. Yeah. And being that person is, is exciting. It's truly exciting. And then obviously moving out west, I mean, I'm from Atlanta, moved to Ohio, so obviously pretty different there. And then going out to California now, be living in San Francisco and have the entire western region. And, and that's a... You know, I've been to the Pacific Northwest a couple of times, and out west I've got an uncle that lives near San Francisco, and it's just a beautiful place. It's it's a beautiful region, and you know I love the nature aspect of it, and that's something I really plan on taking advantage of my weekends is is just the territory and the travel, the alone time. It's something that obviously doesn't sound pretty typical for someone to like right out of college that's what i'm looking for yeah i think it's 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 a really really great step for me right out of college chance to explore chance to see a lot of different areas chance to play probably a lot of really cool golf courses yes. can't beat that no so, can't beat that that's wonderful yeah um what were you looking for as far as you know obviously have a lot of pride and mm. and title says the brand and yeah. it sounds like you really have enjoyed your experiences mm. but you know thinking about it as like when you were interviewing the company, so to speak, what is yeah. it that stood out to you? What were you looking for in a position? What were you looking for as far as a support network? Yeah. Um, what did you want out of the company? The one thing that sticks out is is growth. I wanted a company that can invest in me as well as I invest in them. And that's something that I really felt throughout the internship. I thought that a lot of the people were really trying to make me better. And that's something that you could only dream of. I mean, same thing here at Denison, you know, the best teachers I've connected with have helped me become a better student, a better person. Same with my, my coach Grogan, head coach uh, for the golf team. You know, how, how can you make these people around you better? And that's something that I felt. I felt that there was a really strong culture. And one thing I was not expecting was that, you know, once you're in Titleist, they say, you know, they hire from within and they're the people who are in the company have been there for 40 years. So there's got to be something good about it. You would and, have to think. Uh, yeah, I would. And a lot of the conversations, I, I just respected a lot of the people and what they had to say, how they spoke. And it really does go back to that growth piece for me. Yeah. And it sounds like people were very willing to have those conversations about growth, about the opportunities. People yes. were willing, uh, and, and for good reason, you put in a lot of work in the internships. So yep. people were willing to... Um, help you in that process too because they saw what what you were willing to put in um how important was that networking how important was it to go out and find professional mentors as far as getting into this role can't say it enough yeah i mean that is what it is networking is what gets jobs i mean that's 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 purely it um, especially at a place like denison where the alumni network is so strong and the one thing that 
you know, as has been said to me and something that I've experienced and know it to be true is that the alumni here want to help you. Absolutely. And that's something that I, I didn't know what to expect, honestly. But the fact that that is the case, they do want to help you, that is, that is huge. And I think that's one piece that I learned from, from my parents from a young age. Talk to as many people as you can. You know, if, if they know, like if you know this person, they know 10 other people that can help you. So that was the biggest thing. And, and I think, you know, that, that piece with my parents and then with, with Mike Rich, it was the constant, you know, you're doing great, you're doing the right things, you're talking to a lot of people, you're doing everything right, and you're going above and beyond. So I think those two components are really, really big for me in my development. You know, how, how many people can I talk to? What can I get out of these relationships? And, and how can I make this all better? And, and I'm sure that they appreciate the relationship from the other side, that opportunity yeah. to, to have somebody coming in with this excitement, with yeah. this, um, you know, enthusiasm for the company, for the position, for the work that you do. That's got to be, be very beneficial for them yes. as a potential mentor, as, you know, somebody that's you'll be on you know you think of it at the front line as far as working with consumers yes. and to have been a consumer yourself and to have lived that very powerful all around it is so um as you think about career advice that you might offer others is it that networking piece is there anything else that you might want to uh tell other students about it is the networking yeah i would say do not be afraid to reach out to somebody mm-hmm. no one's gonna Think of you in a weird way if you ask them a question. You can only gain from it, and, and you know when you find those people that do want to help you, it's so huge, and it creates this relationship, and I think that's what it's all about, is the relationships that's built. Obviously, yes, position's a position. If you want to get the job, you get the job, but it is building relationships that is at the core center of, of everything, and that's something that I've really taken away from my mom. She started her own business, and she spreads spreads the word about her business of word of mouth and doing doing stuff the right way. And I think building relationships like that's as much as you can do, you know, here on campus with your teachers, the you know, people like yourself in in, in the Knowlton Center, building these relationships is is, you know, people want to help you once you build those once you establish yeah. those connections. And I think that's that's the biggest piece. Yeah, you come to a place like Denison because of that personal connection. Yes. And yeah. and it and it just continues in a lot of different capacities yep. through there, in and outside the classroom both. Yeah. Um, how did you go about reaching out to people and having those networking conversations? You just kind of... Did you use LinkedIn? Did you use email? Both. Word of mouth? Both. Yeah, both. Um, I think, I mean, first it took that step from, from Frederick Waddell to come on the Zoom. That was, that was the biggest piece that really got me in there. But after that, you know, it's the... Who can I talk to next? Where can I go? You know, here's my skill set. Here's what I want to do. Who's going to be the best person who I can reach out to? And then from them, you know, you get those emails. You reach out. If there's a phone number and they say calling is the best option, give them a call. Phone call goes a very long way. Yeah. I think that's something that's definitely been lost recently just with how easy email is. But I think a phone call can go a very, very long way. And I think that's that's the piece. I mean, reaching out. I mean. Once you have that, you ask questions. I mean, that's the biggest thing, too. You ask questions. Who can I reach out to? What's going to be the best way to do this? How can I improve? Stuff along that line. Yeah, all very easy ask, yes. too. It's not like... So it sounds like at no point did you say, can you get me X job? Oh, absolutely it was, not. It was just, who can you help connect me with? Who right. can? How can I get better? How can I continue to develop? 
and eventually it led to that. But yeah, it's you know. it's that you know who can I reach out to, and then I'm gonna prove to you that I am gonna be good for this. Yep. So, is there anything looking back over the last year or so, as far as going through the internship process, as far as going through uh, the the job application process, anything that you would have changed about your career exploration process, or anything that you wish? I would just wish I would have known that before getting into this. Yeah, I think. Look, I've I've been very lucky. I mean, with Denison, the internship and the job, I have put my eggs in one basket, and I have really tried my best to do to get into each each of those three things and that's one thing i would have changed i would have applied to more colleges i would have applied to more internships i would have applied to more jobs just to get that footing and really tried to connect with even more people you know what what i did was i chose one sector and i tried to talk to as many people in that one company that one piece as possible and that worked for me but it's definitely not going to work for everyone sure um I'd say, yeah, putting the eggs in one basket, it was something I, something I probably would have changed back on, looking back on it. Well, I mean, it worked out, and if you are going to take that approach, and look, the career search is different for everybody. Some yes. people want that. It's like, I am company or mission specific, and, right. and I want to go seek that out. You put in the work to make it happen. Right. You made the right decisions as far as internships. You, you, know, you networked as much as you could. Um, so if you are going to take that route, you did all of the right steps. So <laughs> kudos in that regard. Thanks. Um, before we wrap up here, any final kind of words of wisdom? Any you know thoughts as far as you know just what you would share to others that are maybe in the midst of the job search or maybe in the midst of the internship search um, for this summer? Any any thoughts for them? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take the very Denison liberal arts approach to this yeah. and say. It's not so much the actual academic takeaways you get from your classes and your experiences. It's the experiences and the growth that you that you have throughout the experience on the hill here. I think there's a lot that can be said about you know building those relationships with teachers, your coaches, if you are on, on um, a, a sports team. I think it is those those lessons you can learn from that you have to fall back on in order to succeed in this job search. I think it is that goes back to the relationships, goes back to communication. You know, if you do all that stuff right on the hill, that's gonna provide you a lot, like a really, really big leg up in the job search, I think. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head as far as relationships matter, forming those, the skills that you get in and outside the classroom. Um, You know, obviously, playing on the golf team and then moving into the world of golf has some very directly transferable skills, yes. but even just the, you know, the resiliency piece, the being able to go grind out around when it's the, when the weather looks like it does currently <laughs> in, in, in grand, but it is raining and not pretty out there. Um, but there are some, some very key things that you can take, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a musician, whether you're in theater, what, whatever that Absolutely. might be. Yes. Um, going to transfer very well into the workforce. And yes. That first job going to help you launch. And it looks like, and it sounds like you've, you've taken all those things and done really well there. Thank so, you. Um, well, Mark, I really appreciate your time today and joining us. Wish you continued success, uh, not only for the rest of the semester here um, in wrapping up, you know, senior year, but as you head off into your first opportunity post-grad, congratulations on all your successes and can't wait to see where you go from here. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely.